1: Welcome to another episode of the Cajun Conservative. I'm your host, Isaac Hayes. as I talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm glad you decided to join me for this week's edition. Just excited to be here tonight, man. And look, we got so much going on tonight. And I'm proud to announce that I got a special guest with me tonight. Mr. Barry Martin, the guest host, when yours truly is not available to be with you in the week, brother Barry Martin, heading towards Washington, D.C. on the road. Barry, how you doing tonight, my brother?
0: We are we're making our way, brother. We're doing okay by the good Lord's grace.
1: (laughs) Amen. Look and Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I have been bragging on you since you filled in for me. It was a great pleasure to have you on here and your episode was off the charts. Let's just say it like that. Great episode. And I want to tell you that in, you know, not in person cuz I'm in the great state of Louisiana right. and you're <laughs> you're somewhere between Louisiana and Washington D.C., you know, the District of Columbia. So hey, but uh great. Uh, um, Man, I appreciate what you did a couple of weeks ago. Awesome show.
0: Well, I'm heading towards the Mississippi right now, Mississippi State Line, and we're probably going to bet down in Hattiesburg. But I sure do appreciate you promoting that podcast I did. You know, you're too kind, really. But you do know Isaac Hayes is the Cajun conservative. Oh, yeah. So it's easy to come on your show, and I really love what you're doing with this.
1: I appreciate that, man. I, and I love hearing from the audience and, you know, getting getting their feedback. And I love when someone gives me some encouraging words like that. It's, it, it, You know, just to help get people to understand what's going on politically. And before the show, we were talking uh, about our faith, you know, being a Christian conservative and being Cajun. You know, that just... uh That's a handful right there, but my faith builds up my politics, and that's one reason why I want to do this is to promote Jesus Christ and promote the right way because the truth will set us free.
0: Right. I I agree 100%, and I'm always screaming, you know, we're not innocent bystanders in this republic or even in our churches. We have a role to play, a God-given role. We're supposed to be salt and light. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, they like to, uh, complain a lot, but then they're not willing to do what they expect other people to do. So I'm with you right there, brother, uh, encouraging people to speak up on these issues, uh, especially Christians. Christians should be at the forefront of, uh, political debates. So, um, I think we have, fallen short recently, and uh, you know, probably in the last 50, 60 years, you know, we're paying the price for stepping out of uh, the political arena. And you know who steps in when the Christians step out. Uh, you know, the good old devil steps in and he starts making our laws for us, and uh, nobody wants that to happen.
1: No, and and what's sad is that the Christians, as you said, they don't want to get into that, so they just hold back and say, "Well, it's the what whatever happens is going to be the Lord's will," you know. But sometimes, you know, if if you just stop stop promoting the Lord, his his will is to change a nation. But if his people that ain't speaking it are telling the truth, and I am sorry, yeah. it's, go, it's going to be absent after a while.
0: Yeah, you are exactly right. I do hear that too. You know, whatever the Lord is you know, ordained to happen will happen, and I believe that too, but, you know, we're part of that plan, <laughs> you know, we're <laughs> we're part of that God's will, so we have to do, you know, even though, uh you know, God has a
1: plan out there, we're part of it, and we're supposed to do our part. Right, and that's That and Like you said, look, what we're doing tonight, we're talking about politics, we're talking about faith, and, you know, like two subjects that a lot of the people don't want to talk about. You can't even go to work and do that, so, you know, we just got to be faithful and ready to go and tell the truth wherever we go to.
0: Amen, brother. I'm with you 100% on that. We've got to speak up. We can't stay quiet. You know, the Bible says don't hide your light under a a bush or whatever, but that we've got to be out there. We've got to be as outspoken as the enemy. Why are we letting the enemy outdo us? Yeah, and look, our God's God. more
1: powerful than him, man. Why, why, Like you said, why are we doing that, you know?
0: Right, exactly. A lot of people want to sit back. They don't want to rock the boat. But if we, we read in Scripture, me and Trent, uh, I got my son Trent in the driver's seat, you know, ask uh <laughs> Escorted me to washington dc uh we were just talking about that when you read in scripture jesus you know he wasn't always quiet and and, uh shy you know he he rocked the boat a lot oh so i don't know why the christian church has gotten uh into this thing where as a christian uh you don't want to offend anybody
1: and, uh, and was it, you know, wasn't wasn't it Jesus that said, "I come to bring a sword"? Oh yeah, which he was yes, talking exactly. about. He's bringing division. He's not. He's not bringing unity. He's bringing a division. And look, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you're a politician that believes the Bible, nobody's gonna like you. I'm sorry. So it's no matter if you're trying to be. And that's pastors too. If you're a pastor, you're gonna offend somebody. You know, if you're not even preaching that's the hard. truth, you're gonna offend the person that that does believe the truth. We, we've got to understand that it is the
0: truth that is the most offensive thing to fallen man. So if you're not offending people, you're not putting much truth out there. And, you know, the Bible calls Jesus the rock a rock of offense. So, um, you know, we need to get over ourselves on that and realize that if we are putting the truth out there, that we're going to have opposition. We're going to have controversy. And uh, you know, that's just part of what being, you know, a disciple of Christ. Christ said, you know, if they attack me, they're gonna attack you. Yes. So you know, that's
1: something we've got to keep in mind. Amen. Boy, you making me you making me preach my way happy tonight and you preaching me happy, so hey, that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, well, that's we, good. You do Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. No, I
0: said I said, yeah, you you do the same with me, so <laughs> it goes both ways. <laughs> Amen.
1: Iron sharpening iron, man. That goes politically and spiritually with me and you. Amen. That Amen. Is, I love
0: that scripture. Yep.
1: Yeah. Amen. So Brother Barry, this is this is what we're gonna do right now. Um I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna start our topic for tonight, which I thought it would be pretty pretty awesome to go ahead. I haven't done it that much. But uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Georgia Senate race that's happening tomorrow, which is a very important race. And I got my opinion on a couple of conservatives, well, so-called conservative talk show hosts, and you probably know who I'm talking about, that acts conservative and say they're conservative, but um, they, they, they agree with everything that the left does, and I call that a rhino. But we're going to get into that, right. and also we're going to talk about why you're going to Washington D.C. and on the six, what y'all planning on doing there? And talk about the significance of the six and what could happen, what might happen, what hopefully won't happen. We're hoping that Joe Biden won't be elected president, but you know, anything could happen in this uh, this great country of right. ours. And you know, just uh, let's start the new year off right with a good, solid. Conversation about that tonight. So I just uh, but before we go on, I want to ask our podcast audience to pray for Luke Ledlow's family. Um, You probably heard that our congressman-elect from the fifth district passed away due to complications of COVID nineteen. Now I'm not a. I never, I never met Luke Ledlow. I never met. You know, the only politician I've met that I can recall. Well I met a, met the local share but I don't know if you consider that a mainstream politician but uh, Clay Higgins I met Clay Higgins uh, about four or five years ago uh, as a constituent I went ahead and went hear him talk and uh, support him for his first race for the third district and uh, but I never met uh, Luke Ledlow. I heard great things about him. Was very excited that he was moving into Congress, and thought uh, he would do some great things. But unfortunately, uh, his life was taken due to COVID nineteen. So please keep his family in prayer. And um, I want to make this known to the audience tonight. And brother and Barry, put your input in there if you want. After I'm done, I don't care what politician it is. I don't care if they have a D behind their name. I don't care if they, you know, they're 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 one of the leftists. Uh, Democrats out there or one of the most right wing conservatives out there if a politician dies that's you know that was still a public servant that was still that was a life that was taken and it bugs me when I hear uh, conservatives or even left wing Democrats uh, start cutting down a person because they died look if they died look I'm sorry I don't think there's no room to really attack them. Um, just let, let their family grieve. We could talk about it after what they've done and why we disagree with them. But, you know, at a moment like this, please pray for the family. It's very heartbreaking to hear what happened to, uh, congressman elect Luke Ledlow.
0: Yeah. Amen. I agree. I echo that. Uh, I don't know if everybody knew, but, uh, Luke Ledlow, I think was, uh, Ralph Abraham's chief of staff for years in Congress. And I, I, I'd never met the guy, but I did meet Ralph Abraham and whatever anybody said about Ralph Abraham, I got a good feeling from him on a spiritual level. Um, so he, you know, if Luke Ledlow was working for Ralph Abraham, I, I believe he was, for everything I hear, he was a great guy. And I was just so shocked, you know, this, this corona virus is uh, you know, just such a weird thing where it takes uh some people and they're seemingly their prime of lives that kills them and then other people get over it easily. It's a it's a strange thing, you know, makes you wonder what was cooked up over there in China because uh it's, it's really weird. But yeah, I was very dismayed to see but that reveals the spirit of the, the enemy that we're fighting on the other side, that they would take an opportunity, this tragedy, this, this father of two young kids, you know, being taken out in the prime of his life, uh, they would take that opportunity to play political football and even blame this man for his own death. You know, uh, Luke Ledlow didn't bring this virus from China, so he is not to blame for this and it just it just reveals the spirit that we're dealing with. It's, it's an evil uh, spirit to, that would jump on this tragedy and mock our side for standing up for freedom and rights and uh, against all of these edicts that these uh, democratic democratic governors are putting in place. And God forbid, you know what we're going to see if uh, Joe Biden gets in there.
1: Right. And and the the thing about it is, you know, if that was, like I said, if that was a Democratic congressman or a Democratic senator, I would be doing the exact same thing I'm doing now. Pray for his family. Look, I'm not going to attack his politics, but... The left, you know, when someone passes away from the left side, they say, oh, we got to reverence them. We got to cherish them. We got to uh, talk good about them. But when it happens on the right, there's just some of them. They just forget everything that they say about their side because it was an opponent or somebody that was um, that was against their viewpoint. It, it's just very sad to, to see to see that people are using this and same because he didn't wear a mask or he didn't do none of that. It's just it's sad
0: yeah it's it's vicious and i I did see a lot of conservative uh, media out there uh stating the about the same thing that we're stating how you know just how ugly uh that side was concerning that but you know if we see what they've said about Trump for the last four or five years you know they that's that's it, unfortunately it's not out of their character that that is their apparently that is their character and uh you know yeah like you said if, if one on their side i would not i would be praying for their family right but uh you know that that you know it doesn't go two ways both ways it seems
1: yeah and then uh here the say it, Barry, you know talking about that, I know Luke and uh you know with with the family and everything praying for him, but that happens on everything you know, a Democrat can do certain things and it's okay, but if a Republican tried doing it, which we're gonna talk about later on with this uh this electoral vote uh challenge that's gonna happen on the sixth um that you know they can do one thing, but when the Republicans do it or conservatives doing it, they should never do it because it hurting democracy or anything like that. It's just sad. The left, the left, are the the hypocrisy of the, the the Democrat Party. And I said that a while back. I'm not talking about every person that's registered Democrat. I'm talking about the leadership. You know, the Nancy Pelosi, the Chuck Schumer, the Harry Reeds, the Barack Obamas yeah. of their party. Right. I'm not talking about people that are registered different I'm talking about the party and it's just the hypocrisy on the left is is so far out there that you you know you you you, you can't see them in a far distance they don't have the they don't have the conscience no more
0: I agree a hundred percent when you hit when you say hypocrisy yeah that that describes them you know the Pharisees that was their great sin that they were hypocrites and that's what Jesus charged them with and um uh, you know it flows out of the the same spirit, I believe. So we know where they're coming from.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But as again, keep keep praying for for Luke Ledlow's family, his wife, and two children. Uh, I bet that's hard for those kids to be growing up without a daddy. And uh, let's pray that the you know somebody rises up to take up that seat. You know, uh, there's going to be a special election, I think, later on in the year for that seat. So keep uh, keep that in prayer. And let's see what the Lord is going to do with that situation. You know, all bad things, God can turn them into good. So let's see what happens with that. So, all right, uh, Barry. So this is what we're going to do, man. Um, Tomorrow, at the time of this recording, it is January 4th. And January 5th is tomorrow. We have the Georgia Senate runoff now. Me personally, I have not talked about that too much. Every time I wanted to talk about it, something big happened to where I had to push it to the side. But and I've been keeping up with it. Don't get me wrong, audience. I've been keeping up with it. I've been uh, trying to figure out what's going on, how the importance of this is. And I've come to the conclusion Look, I think every Republican should go vote. I think every Republican should fill up. Look, if you're if you're a listener in Georgia, go vote tomorrow, or when the yeah. video drop, go vote. That's your duty. That's your constitutional right. You know, there's countries that can't vote, and their leaders stay in there all the time, and they they look Fidel Castro. You know, people in Cuba were yeah. swimming over here to get away from Fidel Castro, and yeah. they couldn't <laughs> vote. So you have an opportunity to go vote. But I, Barry, I want to ask you a question. You know, I want to. If the Republicans win this thing, will it make any difference? Because you know, you had four Republicans. Unfortunately, one of them were our own Senator Bill Cassidy. Join a bipartisan coalition of the Senate to say, "Hey, you know what? We shouldn't challenge nothing." All these Republicans that are doing that—they're they're, they're fighting a, a, a faceless war. They're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're hurting democracy. They're, so we have four Republicans. One of them, Bill Cassidy. You got these four rhinos, you know. Even if we win these senate seats, and there's an issue that the Republicans have to stick by together, they got four rhinos that's going go to go onto the other side. So, I, in my, you know, I think they should go vote. I think they should win it. But right. you know, you got four rhinos in there. Yeah, you don't know I what did. they're going to do. Uh, uh, Susan Collins, uh, Monica, uh, no. Uh, the one from Alaska. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Murkowski. Murkowski, Murkowski. right? Uh, then you yeah. have Mitt Romney. Then you got Bill Cassidy. So what the? You get what I'm saying? Well, I,
0: me personally, well, I'm with. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the most frustrating thing from our side, from the conservative perspective, is to see uh people like Cassidy who campaign saying they're going to support our president. And that they're going to be conservative and then hold up the conservative agenda, but as soon as push comes to shove, you know they're they turn into a bunch of gutless wonders, and they they won't support our president at the most crucial time uh in our republic in in the face of what we see as massive fraud uh they're they're wanting you know i I think I' said this during my podcast they they um they value their position that they have over the truth, so they don't want to get out there and, and uh you know and, and and look like they're they're pushing some sort of conspiracy theory although we see all the evidence out there. I don't know if you heard trump's uh uh phone call with the the rhino. Secretary of State of Georgia, it's 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 emblematic of the the spirit of these rhinos like uh, Senator Cassidy. They hear no evil and see no evil when it comes to the Democrat side. So when you point out these things that we've all seen, we all witnessed what happened on election night. All of America heard that there was a water main that broke in Georgia and they had to stop counting. And then we find out, we know that wasn't true. Right. And, and they still, and they got rid of the Republicans, and they still counted. Right, so this you, guy Raffensperger doesn't even admit to something we have seen with our own.
1: Well, uh, the Secretary of State of Georgia, and I have not heard the phone call. I not heard, I have not read the transcript, which I'm planning on doing, but I heard, uh, the, the guest host for Rush Limbaugh today On the Rush Limbaugh show, Tom Herman Say that yeah. was, they asked him Look, you said everything was fair And elect-. he's like, yes, I, I've got data That shows that nothing was fraudulent In Georgia, and they say, well, can we Have the, the proof? Oh, I can't do that Well, no, what about the ba- What yeah. about the ballots? The the, the suitcases full of ballots Oh, we found out that wasn't pro- true, we have proof Of that. Well, can you show us the proof? Mm-hmm. No. Well, then what you trying to hide? What you're trying to hide in in Georgia. And that's the thing. Look, that's the whole shaky thing about this uh, election in, uh, in Georgia, this runoff. I told a, I told a friend, and this is my personal belief. I said, if, uh, David Perdue and Kelly Lefter wins that election, I'll be shocked because now look, now don't, now don't get me wrong. There's 8,000 poll workers watching them polls tomorrow. So that's an advantage. But if I was, yes. if I was the people or the Republican counties of Georgia, I'll tell, uh, foreign county and all them other counties that were fraud, say, look, you show us your, uh, your tallies first. And then we'll go ahead and show ours. At least you know it would be you fair know. because they show theirs. they show showing their hand already. You know, it's like going into a poker game and you saying, hey, uh, what you got? And somebody says, I got four aces. And you're like, well, I got four kings. You know, it's, you're showing your hand before you need to. And, That's and That's that, right. that, yeah, yeah. That's what we need to do.
0: I I agree with you. Yeah, uh, the most uh, maddening thing is, you know, we're going to an election and they didn't correct any of the problems that we saw with the presidential election. So you've got a lot of Republican voters sitting and watching that and wondering, hey, you know, does it even really make a difference if I go vote? And that's the worst thing that could happen to the Republican side is have uh, people not stay home because they're, they're uh, disenchanted with, with the process. Now, I was encouraged today to, to read that uh, just a while ago that Kelly Leffler has promised to be one of the objectors. and She's going to object to uh, the electors on January 6th if, if she is reelected.
1: Oh, that's so good to me. News. That
0: that's yeah, exactly. That's a great thing to encourage. To me, she won some more votes, and people are going to well, more people are going to go vote.
1: But I was thinking about this while ago, and I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to ask you that because I, I think David Perdue also said the same thing that he would object to the Trump or he would consider doing it. Let's say I'm going to be uh, try to quote it correct. He was you would consider challenging it do you think this is maybe just a political move for them to get some trump supporters to go vote
0: i tell you what if i was in their position i definitely i would definitely make that move because uh you know whether it's a fake move or not it's going to get you more votes it's right a smart thing to do because the georgia people are sitting there and they're upset our side is upset what happened to president trump Trump is the popular politician, remember? Right. Uh, he He's more popular than both of them put together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so that it would be a very genius, intelligent move. If I was a- advising them, I would say, yes, that's what you need to uh, be saying every time you give a news conference.
1: Yeah, it, it just, I mean, like I said, it... it the only thing I hope they're truthful what they thing because you know we are talking about politicians right here, Barry. We're talking about politicians that uh, that that they, their yeah. their lawyers and their doctors, and, they, and half of the time they lie for a living. So just you know, I'm praying yeah. that now. Look, don't get me wrong. I want the Republicans to win the Senate, but it, right. you know what they gets do. me what gets me upset about this Senate race in Georgia. Is first off they do like us in Louisiana. They have a jumbo primary to where everybody goes voting. If one don't get more than fifty percent plus one, they, they go into runoffs, which I, I I'm totally against that. I think that should be wiped away. You know, hey, have a primary, let us pick our guy, and then they both run together and let's see what happens. But uh um, right. what gets me upset is you have some conservative talk show hosts. uh I'm gonna mention his name, Guy Benson fighting i mean oh fighting <laughs> for this senate race and he want he he's fighting for these two republicans to get elected but they did a squat for th- to help donald trump win the election how hypocritical is that how, i'm just you know that that's my that's my opinion now and look i know he's a you know he's a fellow you know re, uh person a radio personality i guess you could say we're podcasters but he's he's a radio personality and look hey he got more apparently he got some listeners because he's all over the radio but he he's fighting so hard and he's just not the only one a lot of these republicans that are fighting you know I'm, i think 203 million dollars total went to the candidates of this this election they're fighting so yeah. hard for these two senate seats barrett but the thing of it is yeah. that they did they, they, they squat for trump now, now they ran his yeah. commercials like Bill Cassidy Hall. He, he was he was Trump's best friend going into his election. He won. Now he don't know who Trump is apparently. But it, yeah, it, that that bugs me right there.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's man, and you almost uh, made Trent run off the interstate when you mentioned <laughs> guy
1: Benson. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's sorry. One of Trent. Our, that's
0: that's one of our pet peeves. Guy <laughs> Benson uh, coming off coming after the great uh, Rush Limbaugh show. That, that, KPL needs to do something about that. <laughs> but you're you're a hundred percent correct. This this Senate race, I mean, we can't really say enough about it. The Republic is really hanging in the balance. Uh you know, I don't know if it'll help a lot, but at least McConnell would be able to play defense. But if you get two liberal Democrats in there in the majority of the Senate, really there's nothing blocking the Democrats from from implementing the worst agenda that that we could imagine uh, with Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris at at the helm. I mean, they could even go in there and change the rules on how many Supreme Court justices you could have. They could do just a number of things that would just be um, just just horrible, even more horrible than uh, uh, if, if Biden just gets in there alone. So yeah, this this Senate race is we we need our side to get out and vote, and we need these watchers to, to watch what's going on. And uh, you know, you know, I was almost playing with the idea. You know, if the Republicans did lose these seats, maybe McConnell would start getting interested in in studying this uh, this stuff, this uh,
1: this voter fraud. But well, but that's but, the know, that's the bat. Ba- that, see, this is the thing I want to know, Barry. Okay, um, let's you know worst case scenario, um, the uh, um, Birdlock and um, out I think that's their names. They the Democrat candidates win this election, okay? And all of a sudden they're gonna act. Then they're gonna ask questions. Well, we think Jar. Well, you know, Georgia had all these questions about fraud. I wonder if it's truly. What, I wonder if they're not questioning fraud because of Trump, because you know the the, Trump, the 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 Swamp never liked him. The 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 swamp right. never loved Trump. They they never wanted Trump in there. But I wanted it because look, Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. There, there's some good some good senators, and I don't know if they're part of the swamp or what. But you know, they're fighting a lot for them to get in there. And look, like I said, I want them to win the the Republican Party. Right. But the thing of it is, right. will the Democrats still have their way? Because you got four rhinos that joined in with six Democrats to say that they shouldn't they shouldn't object the election. So, you know, right. if it comes down to a, a a vote on party lines, will it be 52-48 on opposite side? Because they got two Republicans plus two other Republicans to join in on the Democrat side. There's a lot of things that go on. Cause everybody's thinking about, oh, they're going to just stop everything Biden's going to do. And, look, they didn't stop Obama. Obama got everything no. he wanted to do with a Republican Senate. And that's why that's right. me as a conservative from the south i really am ticked off because you you know well we put them in there to stop everything and they're not stopping nothing because the republicans feel like they're the little sister that got to obey what the big sister says
0: right yeah they they have uh, i don't know what it is with the mentality of some people on our side that are so willing to accept defeat so willing to uh, you know, give the benefit of the doubt to the Democrats. After what we've witnessed for five years, yeah, the swamp hated Trump so much that they they colluded, they they conspired to take him down at every turn for the last four years. And now all of a sudden, you know, they don't want to uh, believe the possibility that the Democrats that have done this to Trump for the last four years would be willing to steal an election. I mean, they've got to be kidding me. Well,
1: and you know, also, Like we
0: said, you know, these, these people abort babies too. So that's yeah. not, that's
1: not a, well, it's funny <laughs> how for the last, it's funny how the last four years, that's all the Democrats are saying that Trump stole this election. And this was a fraudulent election. Russia helped him win and everything. And, On November 3rd, overnight, oh, there was no voter fraud. They didn't believe nothing. Our our system is nothing. I said it earlier, the hypocrisy of the Democrats. It's funny how how our system had so many flaws and that we had a voter fraud system that, you know, was out of this roof. You know, we need to fix our system in November 3rd into November 4th. Oh, everything's legal and nobody. there's no more voter fraud. You know, like somebody fixed it overnight.
0: Oh uh, yeah, they
1: they they 180 turn. <laughs> right, right. Well, look, I'm going to go ahead and go on to our next topic and look, if you're in Georgia, go ahead and vote uh David Perdue and Kelly Leffler. Uh we're in Louisiana, all we can do is hope and pray. And seek the Lord. But, uh, Barry, you said tonight you're probably going to be stopping in Mississippi. Um, then you're going to be heading off to Washington, D.C. and get there for the sixth. Uh, we know there's a big march going on there while there's a joint session of Congress with the Senate and the uh, House of Representatives teaming up together to count the electoral votes on November sixth. And, uh, there's going to be a lot going on that day. There's the protests. Uh, we have reports that the Washington, uh, mayor, went ahead and um wanted to call in the national guard because you're going there you know I, barry i've been knowing you for i'd say about three years four years now um you don't look you don't look like you're ready to burn down a building you don't look like you're ready to go ahead and make a mess you up know. there so, but uh it's it, so so washington is on high alert they got protesters going out there they does not this is not regular protesters you know they're not black lives matters that burn down buildings these are Trump protesters so we got to be, you know, every Trump protest that happens so before right. been very peaceful. But uh they got to be ready when the National That's Guard right. to tackle y'all guys down. So
0: Yeah, um yeah, you heard the president. He he put out the call uh, a couple weeks ago that he wanted patriots to show up on Wednesday, January 6th to um just show support for uh You know, getting to the bottom of this election of fraud, and, you know, anytime, uh, you know, the president puts out a call, you're going to have some people out there. Right. I mean, I've heard anything from, uh, you know, millions, it's a high of three million people. I don't know how many people are going to be there. I know everybody can't just drop everything. And, you know, as Republicans, we all have jobs, you know. Right. (laughs) So, so you know, it's hard to get up there, but we're going out there. And I, I you know, I don't know if I'm going up there to achieve something, but I'm, I'm going up there because I believe something. You know, I believe in this republic, and I believe that the republic is hanging in the balance. And, uh, Trent, my son, uh, we had been going back and forth, and, uh, yeah, we, we might go and, uh, when Trump put out the call, Trent said, yeah, let's go. We're going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
1: and
0: so that, we're going to be up there. That, that mayor is going to give us, you know, that's another, uh, what, uh, you know, like the New Orleans mayor and the Chicago mayor. You know, they right. all in the same spirit. They, they hate our side. Uh, but, yeah, we're the peaceful protesters, uh, right. unlike uh, the other ones.
1: Right. And look, and look, don't get me wrong. I don't think she would have called the National Guard or hotels when they shut down if it was a Black Lives Matter protest. No. you know, no and look, way. And look, y'all gonna have the strictest mandates because y'all, y'all, y'all gotta, you're gonna have to wear your mask. You're gonna have to stay six feet apart. Or, you know, I, I know, I learned something about COVID-19 and all these politicians. Apparently they think this way that COVID-19 is anti-Trump. COVID-19 is liberal because, you know, it won't affect the Black Lives Matter protests. It won't, put, uh, won't affect the Altifa, but a Trump protest or a church service. Man, the coronavirus just don't like that. So apparently the coronavirus is a left wing, uh, a left wing, uh, disease because yeah
0: don't don't yeah don't forget the churches it only affects the, the churches yeah you know? <laughs> it, don't, it don't affect
1: people in walmart or lows buying wood to go build their house but it'll it affect people worshiping the lord so
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so don't don't go to church you know <laughs> yeah
1: now, but, now but
0: yeah we're gonna yeah we're gonna i mean we're heading there now probably leave out in the morning drive all day tuesday and uh sneak into washington dc D. on the metro wednesday morning and Hopefully, we're going to get to hear from our president. Uh, he, he's calling us to a certain section over there by the White House, so that's probably where we're going to go to. And uh, just just listen to the speakers. I'm sure there's going to be many out there.
1: Well, last and, time, uh, I, I know uh, Pastor Greg Locke from Global Vision Bible Church is going out there. Uh, I know Roger Stones is going to be out there. Uh, Trump announced yeah. he would be out there. So y'all are going to have some great... Great speakers and great men and women talking in there. Like, I have not got the whole list of everything. I know it's going to be a a huge protest, huge rally going on. And I just can't wait to see and get the report back from you of how I felt over there. The Which way, whatever goes on the Electro College. I think it's going to be a, a great, great, great of. Uh, rally for the president and to see if this yeah. inti- I say intimidate but show those senators that hey we need to vote with the american people and the 12 senators well now 13 with Kelly Leffler to to say look you know we're 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 doing this, but this is it the right move? And when they're going to see them, people say, yeah, we need to do this for the American people and all them congressmen, because it's going to be a crazy day on the six, uh, seven states are a uh, dueling elector. The they have seven states that send dueling electors votes. Um, you got um, uh, Mo Brooks that said today, they went ahead and turned in the paperwork for tomorrow to make sure it's legit. And that people won't say that it was by mistake. Um, we got, I'm hearing people say, "Oh, it's only going to be a two-hour debate for all seven states." I'm sorry, it's not two hours the, for the seven states. It's two hours per state, so we're going to have a lot of things go on on right. January 6th.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right, Isaac. I mean, this is looks like it's going to be the only uh, forum where we're actually going to have uh, the election fraud discussed. Uh, the courts, as you have pointed out. Have punted on this. They want no part of this. Uh, so, I mean, in the Constitution, you know, the Congress does have a lot of power uh, to say over a situation like this where you have a disputed election. Now, I'm not naive. Uh, I, I see the, the numbers. I think we've got 13 senators uh, willing to object maybe maybe 100 or so Republicans. Uh, but we're going to have to have, I think from what I read, at least one house or both houses objecting to these electors in order to throw this over into the house. Um, so we need, we know me and you, we're, we're Christians. We know we need a miracle from God. Right. And this is usually the time that, you know, that, that God does show that, it was by His power this was done, so nobody else can take any credit for it. Um, so we're going to be there, and, and we're going to be, you know, expecting something to happen. Um, we're going to we're going to go. We're praying that God will show up in some sort of way to turn this this election back towards uh, President
1: Trump. And that's and all we can do. Look, it's in the hands. We say it's in the hands of the vice president, which is going to be the Senate president that day. Uh, but we got to pray. Look, God changes the hearts of men. We just got to pray and see what what God does. Let's see, if God can turn um, a hard heart like Saul and turn him into a Paul, we got hope. Amen. You know, we got hope Amen. That it's going to. Something can happen that day, and look barry i'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. this is a long shot I'm not gonna lie to my audience. it's a long right. shot yeah um right look if I had to give odds eighty five fifteen. Trump is not going to be the president, you get what I'm saying it the, the odds are stacked in our. Uh, fa- I feel it. like we're in the hunger games. you remember when they they picked the two kids and you know only one could survive and they say the odds ever be in your favor uh, when they look at Republicans right. or conservatives say the odds never in your favor but we're gonna have to do you know we have to pray and ask the Lord look ask for a miracle and I think yeah, there's a lot of amen. things gonna happen on the six. I think look our founding fathers. And the politicians before, which were a lot smarter than the ones we got now um their 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 thought process and what they wrote for the constitution is going to be played out that day. We're going to see if our right. republic is going to survive. And you know what gets me upset? And I want to ask your opinion on that. What do you think about these Democrats and these rhino republicans, Mitch, uh, Mitt Romney, Bill Cassidy and all the rest of them that say, Oh, this is going to hurt our democracy. This is going to hurt our, our way of the election. It's going to hurt our traditions. What do you say to them? Because I have an opinion, but I want to, I want to share with you after I hear yours.
0: Well, yeah, I wonder. You know, does a does a fraudulent fraudulent election hurt our democracy? <laughs> I mean, first of all, that, that's kind of obvious. If if we have a people, and we've seen this over the past years, people being dis- disenfranchised before, and you have voter participation levels just going down, down, down every year. Because people don't trust that the elections are the open up, up, or they don't trust the politicians to keep their word. So that is the real threat to democracy. That if we do not stand up now, that we're not we're never winning another election again. Uh, the Democrats, uh, you know, they catch on. You know, not, I know they're not the brightest people, but they catch on pretty quick. Right. So if we don't stop them with this, what's to stop them in the future? They're just going to do this over and over again change the election law and to, to make it easier to cheat. That's uh, what they did this time. And but I- uh yeah, I, I don't like the Romney, the uh even even Tom Cotton. I was just so disappointed to hear that uh he won't take a stand, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and hear your opinion. Well,
1: this is my opinion of this whole thing. It's funny how it's it's going to hurt democracy. It's going to hurt our republic. It's going to hurt this nation and hurt. But in '04, a senator and a, a, a Democrat senator and a Democrat congressman um, challenged the electoral votes of Ohio. And also, uh, in right. and also in 2016, how they challenged every, they didn't just challenge one state. They challenged every state. What hurt them was they didn't do the proper paperwork. And Joe right. Biden had to say, well, look, it's not documented. It's not. So he had to throw them out. But it's funny how the Democrats do it is patriotic. But what, like I said earlier, when Republicans do it, Oh, it's hurting our democracy, and it's 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 shame that they're doing that. They should just accept it and move on, as Tom Wolf says. And look, I agree with you on that. You know, this is good, like you said, a fraudulent election is going to hurt our democracy more than anything. And right. now I'm going to quote the great Rush Limbaugh on this. Rush said it the best way the other day. He said, "If this if this happens, you know." They messed up a lot of times, but they will do it again. And guess what? It's going to be fine combed. And you won't be able to find no voter fraud. You won't be able to find no evidence for sure. See, we got a lot of evidence. I was on a debate with, uh, with a with a lady on Facebook. Um, KTC3 went ahead and shared that Bill Cassidy was part of that. The um, how did Trump say that the innocent squad, the the ones that just giving up? Um, a lady said, "Well, look, they, he's seen what you've seen. There's nothing." And and I, I went ahead and laid someone, She never replied back to me. You know. I'll, I I don't mind. I'll I'll go ahead and defend my my position. But it's funny how all these people are saying there's nothing there and there's tons of evidence. But like Rush said, next time there won't be no evidence. They're going to cry wolf, and guess what? The wolf's going to be there taking all the sheep.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, they act like we don't have television sets and we weren't watching election night. Uh, I don't know. There's a term called gaslighting that's out there, and I, I think it has something to do. Where somebody's telling you, You're, don't believe your own eyes and your own ears.
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, Brother Barry, I want to thank you for coming on tonight, man. It was a great blessing. And uh, to wrap this up before we start on that music, let's go ahead. I want to ask, what do you think is going to happen on the 6th? What is your prediction? Do Do you feel that Trump's going to get another four years or... Do you think it's going to be delayed long enough to to hold to get people's thought process? What do you think is going to happen on the 6th?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I am encouraged by one thing. I, I, I do have a lot of confidence in Ted Cruz as a constitutional lawyer where he came from, and I'm glad that he seems to be spearheading the senators on this side. So I do believe we have the best people in place to present this case. And like I said, this is the only forum. It looks like we're going to be afforded to uh, to address uh, these issues that we're all aware of where they have 5,000 witnesses to, uh, you know, this chicanery done by the Democratic Party. Um, As for the ultimate outcome, uh, I think that's above my pay right there. <laughs> um, I, you know, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to achieve something, but I know I'm going because I believe something. I believe this republic uh, deserves to be defended, defended by every Christian. Uh, you know, I, I talked about the divine foundation of this country's roots, and I believe that 100%. That if we do lose America, ultimately, I do put the ultimate blame at the church. Because, uh, you know, we we weren't uh, performing our salt and light function. So I don't want to be accounted with those that didn't hold up to our responsibilities as Christians in America. So I'm going to give that last 100% effort. I'm going on behalf of people that can't be there uh i'm going on, on behalf of the cajun conservative as, hey. a, uh, as, as a home side reporter
1: <laughs> and like i said you will uh, come back and tell me how it was i'm going to be honest with you i'm already getting that in the works we're going to sign that contract go, either tonight Andre. or tomorrow we will get that done <laughs> But
0: look, Barry, I'd be happy happy to do that. <laughs> hey, we're gonna
1: set it up. We're gonna set it up, Barry. And look, I just want to thank you again for coming on tonight. A uh, great pleasure, as always, to be here with y'all and you to you to be with us. And we're just excited and blessed. And look, this is my. I'm gonna go ahead and get for the benefit of the audience. It's a long shot. Anything is possible. We're just gonna see what God has in store. So I'm just gonna. I'm just waiting to see what what happens on the six. So.
0: Yeah, God bless you, brother. I sure appreciate what you do.
1: Amen. Thank you, Brother Baron. Look, hey, whenever I'm out, I'm giving you a call. How about that? There you go, man. <laughs> yeah. We'll get it. We're gonna be there. Amen. Well look guys, I want to thank you all for joining us this week on the Cajun Conservative. We have a big week going on. If you listen when you listen to this, remember we talk about politics, we talk about everything in the world. But guess what? There's one that he will never get outvoted. He'll never get out of office. He's always going to be on the throne. He's never going to be defeated. That is Jesus Christ. My hope is not in a politician. My hope is not in a man. My hope is in Jesus. If you look to him first, guess what? Everything's going to work out for you. Until next week with the Cajun Conservative, I'm your host, Isaac Cage. Thank you again, and we will see you all next week. God bless.